0: I discovered that, you know, through my spiritual path and through my uh, challenges in my life. And part of why I, I love this book is because every chapter is about my challenges. And very authentically, as you know, yes. speak where I found my strength, my spirit, my connection. And um, I wanted people to learn from my experiences.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Shelton Kranz. This is an inspiring podcast for those seeking proven ways of healing, growing, and transcending their lives. I am a legendary leader in healing, acclaimed author, keynote, and TEDx speaker, a mom, an adventurer, and a believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, every other week I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from hand-picked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Live Boldly with Sarah Shelton Cranz. Today I have on Agape Stasinopoulos. Please go grab your journals. This episode is one where you are going to want to take notes, truly listen into the words that we are sharing with all of you. Take this outside if you can. Please go look up into the clouds, listen to it on a walk. It is a beautiful, beautiful episode. Before I dive into uh, this beautiful guest of ours, I want to remind you that we have our very last Grand Canyon Retreat coming up June 4th through the 8th. And yes, you have got to get reservations in within the next week or so. So please message me and let's get you in this is our very last grand canyon retreat It is co-ed. It includes three months of weekly coaching along with myself and those in the group. It is over Zoom. The coaching calls are. uh, The Grand Canyon Retreat, obviously, is at the Grand Canyon. So these weekly coaching sessions, a month and a half prior to and a month and a half post, we get you ready for the retreat itself, deep diving into self, uh, everything from understanding your values, learning who you are, diving into saboteur, your uh, imposter syndrome, the you know, the different things that you want to bring into your life, talking about spirituality and just all of it. It's so beautiful. And then post-retreat, we take everything that we have learned from pre and during that retreat itself, and we have a month and a half of coaching post, teaching you how to integrate all that you learned into your everyday life. This is a beautiful, beautiful journey into self and into that being that you were intended to become all along. So if you are interested, please message me, sarah at sarahsholtonkransdeck.com and let's get you in. Uh, You can um, also just message me through Instagram or uh, through LinkedIn if that is your uh, way of being. And uh, let's set up a call and see if it's the right fit for you. Like I said, we limit eight and we, these are filling up already. So definitely get in because uh, we do have to get reservations in in the next week and a half or so as well. The Why are we adding these signature retreats that so many have loved? Well, here's the thing. The Grand Canyon is redoing the water pipeline throughout the canyon. And so different versions that are di- different parts of it. And they're stopping services at the bottom indefinitely. And so this is also a space where I am now stepping into speaking more talking about resilience, the new art of resilience, uh, and also personal leadership, and uh, in many cases, uh, forgiveness, because that's what my TED Talk is on. And so I'm really excited about uh, pivoting, transitioning into this new uh, part of my own life, while also it just made sense, right? Like when the universe calls, you listen, and this this is how it's unfolding for us, for our best self. So, message me and let's get you in. Now, let's dive into this episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to bring this one to you. Agapi Stasinopoulos is a best selling author and speaker who inspires audiences around the world. In one of her first books on Binding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love, she shares the wisdom from her life's adventures and experiences. In her latest book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer, Happier Life, she takes readers on a journey and inspires them to let go of what doesn't work and instead creates the lives that we really want. Agapi was trained in London at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and then moved on to receive her master's degree in psychology from the University of Santa Monica. Her two books on the Greek archetypes, Gods and Goddesses in Love and Conversations with the goddesses were turned into PBS specials. I'm telling you, go grab your journals. This, okay, in her newest book, this book, I got to tell you, wow. Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. This is um, wow. I <laughs> this book has literally been on my bedside table since it came out. I have been using this book, utilizing this book, reading this book for a very long time. So to have got the um, to be, have her on this podcast is such a, a true testament to also the best manifestation there can possibly be in this world, right? And so she presents a non-denominational guide to harnessing this power of prayer in your life and using it to find connection, peace, and gratitude. She is currently conducting workshops for Thrive Global, a company founded by her sister, Ariana Huffington, to help change the way we work and live. Agape has spoken and conducted meditations at many organizations and companies, including The Today Show, L'Oreal, uh, Accenture, uh, LinkedIn, Pandora, Google, Nike, Weight Watchers, PepsiCo, Starbucks, Global Citizen Company, Museum of Modern Art, ABC Carpet and Home, Women's Health Magazine, Paul Mitchell, uh, NYU, uh, gosh, Hearst Communications, amongst many others, such as podcasts with Deepak Chopra, Lewis Howes. Maria, Mary, uh sorry, Maria Menounos, uh, Sharon Salzberg, and more. I'm telling you, like she brings home the importance of self care, practicing gratitude, generosity, and self love to enhance performance and productivity, so we can experience happiness and fulfillment. She divides her time between New York and Los Angeles, and was born and raised in Athens, Greece. You can find her online at WakeUpToTheJoyOfYou.com. Her social media, all of that will be in the in the show notes. Here's the thing. This is how I got her onto this podcast. This is the beauty of this. So y'all listen to Joan, right? Joan was on the podcast episode prior to her. Joan McGrail went on my grand Canadian retreat. Joan was at Ariana Huffington's house for a dinner uh, one evening, and she joined me out um, the next night here in LA. We went out for dinner together and with uh, another friend. And what's funny is she said, you got to meet this woman, Agape, like you would love her. And her book is incredible. And I think that you two need to talk. And I was like, wait, this is the, this is her, like I had her book on my nightstand. Yes, please. I would love an introduction because I've been reading her stuff and using her prayers and her meditations. And I love what she's doing. So she said, Oh, well, let me connect to you. And so I started following her on Instagram, it got me on Instagram, and uh, well, actually I already was, but then um, she connected us and I was like, oh my gosh, would you please come on to this podcast, onto my podcast? And she said, absolutely. She reaches out and she's like, I love what you do. Absolutely. So there are so many things that I want you to remember on this, right? Which is our connections matter. <laughs> they truly do. You never know how your connection can help to impact others. You have to ask for what you really want, right, in order to also receive. And sometimes asking means literally using our words, and other times it's staying open to the beauty of what could be possible, right? And so all of that is a true testament to how that she and I have connected here in this conversation for all of you. You can also look uh, for us on LinkedIn because at some point we're going to be doing some meditations for the community uh, together. And I'm super excited about that. Um, There's just so much more to be had through this relationship that has been developed with uh, this beautiful woman and soul. And I am so blessed and honored to bring her to all of you. Many of my clients already know about her book. Again, if you have not grabbed it, go get it. Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. It is amazing. And I'm super, super excited uh, to bring this uh, episode to all of you to be able to listen to And to, you know, if you haven't gotten the book, go get it and then message us and let us know what you think. Um, And then also, like I always say, please push this episode into your world. Share it with those that you care about. Tag, Agapi, tag myself. We will reshare in our social medias as well on Instagram, LinkedIn, whichever. And this is how we also do this ripple. This is how we create good into the world uh, because we are ultimately, As I always say, there is a little bit of each one of us within each one of us. And this is how uh, we impact the world together and rise as well to rise and thrive. I love you. Thank you for being here. Let's just go do this. Grab your journals. Enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think, because I'm going to tell you, it is fantastic. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you. And we will talk to you soon. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode, Agapi Stasinopoulos is here and before we begin, so first of all your book's amazing and I would love for you to start us out in a prayer before we dive into this conversation. Would you mind please? Absolutely. Thank you.
0: So welcome, welcome dear Sarah, so happy to meet you and be together at this beautiful morning and we asked just now for the light of the Spirit to fill, surround, and protect us. I ask it for myself, for Sarah, for all those people who are listening, that from the highest of the highest, the beams of light can come into our heart, surround the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the unconscious, and into the Spirit. And we ask for grace. Anything that can be removed from us that we do not need, any worries, any anxieties, any future anticipations, we settle inside ourselves.
2: And as we take our next breath, we come into our presence. And we allow ourselves to
0: express to feel our joy, to anticipate wonderful things from spirit, wonderful new opportunities. And we ask that as people listen to the words, the conversation, they go beyond the words, and that Sarah and I may bring the wisdom of our lives,
2: the guidance, but most of all, the gratitude of how blessed our lives are and what a privilege it is to be alive, to live in this
0: miraculous body, in this miraculous universe, in this miraculous existence, and to
2: go beyond ourselves into the higher consciousness and to hold that space for ourselves, for each other, and for the planet.
0: We are so very grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, the divine intelligence that lives in all of us. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. you. So be it. That could be the entire episode right there. It was so beautiful.
0: Thank you. Thank Uh, you. I needed that too. You know, I I speak a lot about to myself as well as how important it is to, before we do something, before we start a day in a meeting, at lunch, uh, at uh, emails or That we we evoke the presence right? and to really take the time because most of the time, Sarah, we operate on the lower vibration of the doing and the next thing and the next thing. And our thoughts are are so consuming our beingness that we don't experience the presence unless we are, you know, uh, say we're going to meditate, let's say, or I'm sure you experience the presence a lot in nature. Yes. All the time. And that's the blessing. And I love to know more about that. But what do you do when you you know when you're home, when you are one thing after another? And for me it's really making the practice and the discipline. And I love the words, and that's why, you know, this this book which we'll talk about speaking with spirit <laughs> prayers. Um uh it, have the words, because word power, in the Bible it says in the beginning was the word, right? And the words have power, and every word we utter has the power of the sound current that connects us back to our spirit. So I encourage people to say, speak your words loud to yourself. Uh when you are putting as women putting your makeup on, we are brushing your teeth, look in the mirror for a minute and say, "I ask that today we'll be blessed, come into presence of your heart, and it's very challenging for people to come into that vulnerability of themselves, you know you kind of cover up all the time and then you become what I call this you know this Agappiness or this saraness. Right. And, and beyond that is the soul. And what we all long to experience is the connection of the soul. That's why, you know, people go to the end of the world, and they say, "Oh, I was by the ocean, by the trees, by the mountains." You know, I went over to and um, you know Africa, and I saw the the animals and the uh, and the safari or wherever you go. But can we experience it in our presence, in the moment, in the shower, in our busy days? And then taking the time to do that.
1: Well, and I, I, I have to thank you because uh, you helped me get to a place through. So, you and I had a conversation. I was driving to Zion National Park. We were on the phone talking about this interview, and there was day two, it was in the morning. My niece was sleeping in the tent and I was feeling super anxious about the day because we had plans in place as we often do as a human, right? And the plans were not playing out as what we thought they would. So what did I do? I went and grabbed your book and I've... Push this book out to so many of my clients, as I've told you, and I opened it up to the page and the page that I opened it up to, which happens to be the prayer that you said, hey, can we read this today? And it yes. just happens to be it. And it's bookmarked, by the way, with a feather that I found sitting next to me. And it was the sweetness of doing nothing. And right. And so I I sat next to the fire that morning as my niece was uh, sleeping And I read that prayer because that's my also my slowdown when I'm in nature, right? Having that intention setting, coming back home to who we are, remembering that we are not our anxieties. We are human spirit. And we shifted and pivoted our plans for the day. We ended up going backcountry snowshoeing. We ended up getting to a spot that I was hoping to get to. I looked at my watch. It was 444. And I looked up and we put our camp down and I said, this could not be the most beautiful spot that our morning unfolded us to. Why? Because I took a moment, prayed, took my intentions, came back home center. We watched the most beautiful sunset and the most incredible full moon two nights ago under the stars, sunrise, right? And it was completely reconnecting to who we are, which is what we need to be doing more of
0: that's amazing that's amazing you know and, and the question is how do we bring that quality into our busy lives mm-hmm. into our lives in wherever we are you know when you have your your work your children your uh, your um, significant other when you have commitments deadlines when you're trying to make projects happen when you have that humanness of our, our our daily, whatever angst is, you know, how do you uh, merge uh, the two? And I, I have a lot of sayings uh, that I love, but one that I would absolutely, uh, without question, say this is my favorite thing that I could, if I could tattoo it on my <laughs> forehead <laughs> with neon lights, I would. It's called God is my partner. Mm. God is my partner. Yes. And um, I um, I discovered that, you know, through my spiritual path and through my uh, challenges in my life. And part of why I, I love this book is because every chapter is about my challenges and very authentically, as you know, yes. speak where I found my strength, my spirit, my connection. And um, I wanted people to learn from my experiences. Because so often we tell people what to do, but people want to know how did you do it? <laughs> tell me, listen, this is how I, I survived. I went to nature and I said, Well, wh- what did you do there? How did you think? What did you? You know, I want to learn from Sarah's experiences, people want to learn from Agape's experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's how we teach each other. So um when I I had this epiphany, there was a very specific moment. Um, and you know, part of my spiritual teachings, I study with um the movement of spiritual inner awareness, which is um uh you know, it is a beyond denomination. It is really about loving, light, soul transcendence. My teacher passed away five years ago, John Roger, and I still, you know, she's very present with me. So throughout my evolution from um my awakening. I uh, had an experience of where I knew the spirit and I had felt it often and I had experienced it. But as I was producing a, a movie, I had many, many challenges in making that happen. And um, what happened is that I uh, things were not working out and my uh, financier uh, was a very wealthy Greek man um, I took the project to a studio and the contract came and he wasn't happy with it. And he was making a lot of difficulties. And one day he called me, uh, you know, i never forget it, in his car. And, and he said, I don't agree with this and I don't agree with that and, I, and I, I'm not going to do it with the studio. And I said, listen, we've been struggling with this for a year and everything is falling apart. The studio wants to do it. Let's, for God's sake, do it and compromise in what they're asking. And he said, no, I'm not doing it. And I said, listen, I said, Jimmy, his name was Jimmy. I said, listen, Jimmy, I want to tell you something. I don't have to do it with you. I'll do it on my own. And he said, you can't. He said, you can't do it on your own because we have um, 28,000 bills and lawyers. How are you going to pay that? And I'm your partner. And I turned to him right there and I said, you're not my partner. God is my partner. As if I'm saying to you this right now, I get the chills. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I literally have chills down my spine. Me too. And I, and I I remember that moment, Sarah, I was shaking because I. this was like 20 years ago. I was still finding my confidence, finding my work on the world, finding who Agapi was, not giving my power over to people who had the fame and the money and, you know, thinking, oh, well, they know better. Mm-hmm. But going, I have my inner knowing, so I was affirming that. And I remember, I took a yellow pad, I took a red pen, and I wrote it. "I God is my partner," and I stuck it on my wall uh, and in my door as I came in. And to this day, when my when I waver about something, when I just take my 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 journal and I say, "God is my partner." God is my partner. God is my till it becomes because the lower consciousness doesn't know that mm-hmm. so this is where we come to teach it and i'm sure when you are in looking at the moon and the stars and the and the sunset you are immersed into that m- miraculous extraordinary power of of nature that is indescribable that there are no words there are no words it, it makes me cry i
1: i go up there and i'm in such awe and such wonder that i I just start crying and I think it brings us home to the most authentic vulnerable self that we are intended to be every single day. It's that, it's that not trying to be something that society or material items uh, try to create into us, create us to be. It's who we are, soul, spirit, physical form, you know, thoughts, all of it together as one. It's the most beautiful thing. And I would love to know Throughout your, did you have this as a child? I want to dive in a little personally with you on this one because I, I didn't, I never talked about it, and as until I got to be an adult, until I was older, and I wrote my book. I'm turning fifty this year, and
0: how I had these spiritual experiences. Did you have these as a child? Well, that's why when I hope people will get this book, and and as this book, you read the preface. And I want to just read you the beginning that I opened up the book that says my first spiritual teacher was my mother. Yes. As a young girl in Athens, Greece, I remember seeing my mother sitting in our living room, drinking tea and eating her favorite biscuits in contemplation. It looked like she was doing nothing. But over time, I realized this was her time of spiritual communion. In quiet reflection, she seemed to be drawing upon something deep within herself. She was listening for guidance and direction as she orchestrated various aspects of our lives. This was her form of prayer. My mother always trusted that help would come her way, and indeed it did. She made miracles happen for me and my sister, taking us from Athens to London, finding us the best schools and teachers and making a home for us in a foreign country. Support showed up in countless ways in her life and therefore in ours. I began to realize that she was connected by an invisible lifeline to a greater source. And by following its guidance, she opened unimaginable doors for us. Whenever I was faced with a decision and didn't know what to do, My mother would say, let it marinate, darling. (laughs) She never rushed to solutions. She trusted that spiritual guidance could not be hurried. My mother's wisdom was remarkable to experience and absorb. And I know it allowed her to stay calm and faithful and in the face of adversity, find the road, the solutions and the doors to open for us. So, and it goes on about what she taught us and, and, and everything she taught us was demonstrated by her, the way she was living. It was, you know, so, you know, obviously we started doing yoga and meditation and I was very young when I was a teenager. So the seeds were planted, but, you know, as you know, I started acting uh, in London at the Royal Academy and then I went to Los Angeles to do a movie the movie didn't work out. And I embarked in my spiritual path by doing hours of yoga and meditation and kind of calling in what is next for me because I was 23 living in the unknown. And if anybody here who is listening to us is a young girl or a young boy who don't know, you don't know when you are in your 20s. I didn't know my grounding until I was in my 40s. I mean, you know, right? Exact same thing. I mean, please don't ever, ever say I I should know or I should get it all together. I get more emails from people saying, I'm looking for that connection. I'm looking for this. But where do I find it? You know, if I don't find it in church, because a lot of people left the church, a lot of people finding through the church. That's great. But it's like, how do you find your connection? And then how do you find your calling in your life? So what are you to do in your life? Well, how do you make, not a living, but how do you live your purpose? Mm. So that what you are doing connects with you. And I always go back to your heart. You know, what does your heart long for? And it's really micro steps, Sarah. You just lean into things and you say, well, that didn't work. Great. Congratulations. Now, you know, that doesn't work. Let's go. There. Oh, you know, I failed in my marriage. No, sweetheart, you didn't fail in your marriage. You got married. It didn't work. And you said, Salon, goodbye, farewell. I'm moving on, which is exactly, I think, what you did. That's 100 percent. 100 percent. I have to do that every
1: day. I do that with different situations in my life. 100 percent. I don't really. Do
0: you believe in failures? Well, I don't. No, I don't believe in failures. I believe that you. <laughs> their experiences. Thank you. I a hundred
1: percent agree with you people. Cause I, I find there's so many directions I want to go with you on this one. First of all, my, my mother passed away. I believe that I told you this on July 6th uh, and I have, uh, I actually have her handwriting, the word forgive on the outside of my wrist in her handwriting. Uh, I had this done for my 47th birthday. And my point to her was I want everybody from here on out to be able to see you and myself because we are so connected on the outside of my wrist as a reminder to forgive uh, self-forgiveness every single day. I found that self-forgiveness has been really huge for me and my spiritual practice. And now diving into that, I've got pictures of her everywhere on my desk as well. And I love the fact that when I read that section of the book about your mother, it just, it, it, it made me cry because, and I go back to that, because when I first read your book, she was alive and now she's passed on. And it's just such a beautiful, blessing to have that in our life that mentoring um and i and i agree with you like i don't believe in failures i believe that you know that we have these experiences in life and we learn from those
0: within our life as well and how to walk through those exactly and forgiveness when you talk about forgiveness uh in your life are you talking about forgiving yourself or forgiving the person who um pain or hurt to you how do you work forgiveness so forgiveness for
1: me i always start with self forgiveness because i'm very hard on myself i am a very and and i know that this is many people in life we are very hard on ourselves we uh, put ourselves down we shame ourselves we hold ourselves accountable for things that aren't even ours to hold so i always work through the self forgiveness piece first And then give the power to you first, empower you through that love, because forgiveness comes back to love. That's the foundation of who we are. And then step into, okay, now I'm ready to forgive those people that have hurt me. But I always say it's never about forgetting. It's not condoning. It's not saying it was okay. It's literally going through that practice every single day. I I wake up every day and I go through this practice. It is not mine to hold. This was a learning experience and I'm choosing to release the pain and to welcome in the freedom and the peace. It's a practice every day that I go through. It's looking at the patterns that got us here.
0: Do you do it loud? Do you do it silently? How do you actually... Do it.
1: I do it in many ways. That's what's beautiful. That's also why I go into the mountains because I, you know, and are out onto the ocean or just walk the beach or go lay on the grass because you talked about that in your book. When you lay down on the grass and you looked up at the sky for the first time, right? It was drawing yourself more clearly to spirit, God, universe, and that power of why we are here, which is pure love. Everything in my life, I believe, starts and ends with that space. And so sometimes I do it out loud. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, I forgive you. Sometimes I lay on the grass and I look up into the clouds and I thank God and gratitude for you know the power to forgive. And that alone is a practice of forgiveness. Exactly. It's, it's choosing differently. That's what forgiveness is. It's literally looking at the patterns that got you to where you are. Even if it's just simply the thoughts that you have had that, towards yourself, because let me tell you, I've had many thoughts towards myself that have not been pure love, right? And that then choosing it. differently.
0: Well, it's when you know anxiety is really when I, I mean, a deep anxiety is really when your thoughts attack you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and your emotions attack you when you. You know, I was raised with love, and obviously, I, I'm very blessed because both my parents who separated, uh, really loved me. Uh So I could feel their love, but I could also feel their pain because my dad was a concentration camp survivor. We were not Jewish, but the Germans came to Greece and he was a journalist writing against the Germans and they took him to the camps and he survived. He was a young man, met my mother after the war ended. My mother was a Red Cross nurse and that you know, helped a lot of Jewish, saved a lot of Jewish people and, and, you know, survived the war and then they fell in love and then all hell broke loose because my dad was really a very erratic personality and had suffered this incredible wound in the camps. And he was, you know, uh, very successful and then he would, you know, throw all his money out in gambling. So he had this survivors' um, guilt, as they say, right? But years later, I I worked a lot on myself, Sarah, to release my parents. And I say this in the book very clearly. You're not responsible of what happened in your childhood, but you're responsible to heal it. Oh, could you say that one more time, please? Responsible for what happened in your childhood. Maybe you were abused. Maybe your parents left you. Maybe your parents were not loving. Maybe they were strict. Maybe they were tyrannical. Maybe they compared you to other people. It doesn't matter. What they did is what they did because they didn't know any better. But you as an adult, you have to forgive it. You have to release it and you have to bless them and release them and say, I am my own mother. I am my own father. I have my own inner child. And honey, darling, I will raise you with love. (laughs) well with love talk to it say I just love you like I could
1: like I just want to jump into New York City right now and just hug you because this is the practice of what I have also been teaching and working through and walking through and it's such a beautiful blessing for me to sit in conversation with somebody another human being that is also in this space, right? And understands it and also preaches it, walks it, and shares it with the world because we need more of this.
0: Exactly. No, I mean I I do feel that I've walked through this path and I've walked through pretty much everything. I mean, thank God that would I have not had my health has been very good and very strong which I I feel very blessed because I see a lot of people struggle with health issues including a lot of my friends. And so um every day I get up and I thank my body for sustaining me and I have a responsibility to this body to keep it young and alive and well and blessed and I and I do you know I don't really know what chapter this is but it is there is a chapter here that I just absolutely um absolutely love and I you know I wrote this book during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and I was going through a very hard Time during the pandemic, because I was you know not seeing as you know, we all went I mean maybe you didn't go through a hard time in the pandemic because you seem to be loving your nature, but for me, I love being with people, and it's like you know we could not you know be together, and this book got me into the deeper spirit, got me into the comfort of the spirit, and that's why the the opening of the book um I would love to read this um, quote that I have as you open it. And did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so, I did. And what did you want? To call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on this earth. So how do you embrace your belovedness and how do you do it? And Sarah, you just said it, you do it through forgiveness. I forgive myself, this is how I do it. I forgive myself for judging myself because we judge ourselves for not feeling enough. I forgive myself for judging myself for my negative thoughts. I forgive myself for judging myself for right now feeling vulnerable or anxious because what, uh, you know, I had to forgive myself for feeling tired. Yeah. Sometimes I feel tired and I say, why are you tired? This voice says, and I say, I don't know why I'm tired. I'm just tired, you know? And it's like, well, you haven't done enough to be tired. Okay, I forgive myself for judging myself for feeling I haven't done enough. I for, and so you, you give yourself permission to love you exactly where you are. And, and whenever I ask spirit and I'm off, you know, because we all have up and downs, off, off days, off moments, you know, we get irritated, we get upset. And the part of us judges that. Mm-hmm. And here is another quote you're gonna love: When you judge it, you rob yourself of the ability to shift it. Mm-hmm. I swear we're one and the same. <laughs> Not you your feelings. Let's say you're feeling uh, separate from someone. Yeah. Let's say you're feeling left out. Okay, who? I mean, I know the feeling of feeling left out, of not feeling included. We all have had that. And you say, I, and you go, okay, Agapi, I forgive myself for judging myself. If I say, I shouldn't feel this way, I know better. And I've judged it, I'm now stuck in feeling left out. So naming it, forgiving it, letting it go gives you this huge space, the cauldron. You now have a space of where you can actually inhabit your higher consciousness, and it includes, you know, um, the the negative feelings. I had a beautiful quote the other day. uh, I think it was, uh, was it a very well-known singer, uh, country-western singer who died out of a mental health issue? I think, was it Wynonna Ryder? Uh, oh yes, yes. It was uh, the uh, the mom. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, exactly. yes. And the daughter. What is the name of the daughter? She was um.
1: There was an, um. There's Winona, Naomi, and I don't remember.
0: Ashley. Is it Ashley? Ashley. Thank you. Yes. Ash- yes. Is it Ashley Judd or is it Ashley Judd? Uh, yes. She she was on an interview, and they said, "Well, how do you believe in God? How do you uh And you're angry or grieving, you know, how do you let yourself be angry? He said, my God, is it big enough to embrace my anger? Mm. I love that. Mm.
2: That's good.
0: My God is big enough to embrace my anxiety. My God is big enough to embrace my um, separation, my worry. My God is big enough to embrace my judgments. My God is big enough. Okay. So it's like, I'm a human being that I go through that. But my God loves me unconditionally. And that's what agape means, unconditional love. And that's what I'm here to learn. That's what I'm here to teach. And that's what I'm here to ask people to say, go back to your heart. Find the openness of your heart. Find the unbound heart, which is what I wrote about, as you know. Yes. Find your heart. Find your heart. It is, my God, I've worked this path of the heart. I've just you know, done seminars and retreats and cried many, many times and felt my pain, the human pain, Sarah, that we all have and and the human condition, my darling, is not easy. That's why we've got to have a lot of compassion, a lot of loving. I told my trainer yesterday as I was um, doing my weights and, you know, pushing the machines, you know, and I had this flash Inside of me, of how I missed my father because my father was very tender and loved me and really very sweet to me, always. And you know, he had his difficulties, but somehow I always felt his love. And he used to hug me, or he used to hold my hand, and he very affectionate. You know, the Greeks, right? Yes. And uh, I, I said to my trainer, you know, I don't get enough hugs. Mm. You know, I just realized that I'm out there a lot with a lot of people. So I said every time I finish an exercise, you have to hug me. <laughs> <laughs> no, who does that?
1: You know what I mean? me? I would do that. because <laughs> I, I agree with you. i I'm a hugger, and I don't get enough hugs either. So. <laughs> Sarah, we have to come over
0: to New York. I and I, <laughs> so I had this friend of mine. I had dinner last night, and we must have hugged ten times. And she said, let me hug you again. Okay. (laughs) Because my family is not huggers, And I just realized that it's so simple. This friend of mine said to me, I know I ran into somebody at a big event and a very well-known financier in New York committed suicide, a billionaire, about three weeks ago. And she said, I'm here for this person's funeral. And I'm arguing, she said, with a friend of his who said to me, he doesn't believe in God, Agape, and he doesn't believe in spirit, and he doesn't believe in any afterlife or, or anything. And I was arguing with him, and I said to her, Christina, why the hell were you arguing with him? You never argue with people who don't believe. You just hug them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hug him and say, come here, sweetheart. You haven't felt love in a long time. Let me hug you. It's not on the mental level. It's on the loving level. It's on the heart level. So there's three things that I want to touch on. First of all, when
1: I hug and I feel people wanting to pull away, I pull in closer with the heart. And because that's when they start to, do you feel this? That's when they start to melt. That's actually, it's like on the edge of their comfort zone where they're then so like when I'm hugging, I imagine pure love surrounding them surrounding us, surrounding me. So we're, so we're individual and then together, right? And when you hug longer, you can feel the melt into the love. And it's the most beautiful thing ever. I just find it to be so beautiful.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so let's make, um, a, a pack you and I will be yeah. hug buddies, and next me and say, um, I had three people today and I got, I got three hugs. Okay. Let's support each other. I love it. We're going to forget. And I want to give this challenge to all our listeners right now. Sarah and I are, are hug buddies. Please find your hug, your assignment. When you finish this podcast, after you listen, I want you to go and find people, one person today that you're going to hug and that maybe you haven't hugged in a long time. It could be your super in your, it could be your super. (laughs) Anyone. anyone. It could be, uh, uh, you you know, the the school teacher of your school, of your kid's school. It could, can I hug you? Ask them first. Don't, you know, don't run. Right. And they go, what? I said, yes. You know, uh, you know, there was this man called Leo Buscaglia. Do you remember him? Leo Buscaglia. He did a whole thing on hugs. Yes, I do remember. Yes, yes, yes. 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 So, I love this book and, uh, people and, and read some of the prayers. Let's read some of the prayer. I'm sorry. You said you wanted to ask me. No, I this. So there's two things that two other things that I just wanted to touch on that, that had me, I wrote, I just
1: literally wrote this down. So you mentioned about, uh, about how your, um, Oh, help me with this one. It robs you of,
0: uh, okay. judgment, judgment, right? Rob you of the ability to shift your emotion yeah. that you don't want to have, that you're judging. Judge the judgment robs you of your ability to shift it because when you've judged it, you've imprisoned yourself. Mm-hmm. Lock the door, and you say you are that judgment, and and then but uh, forgiveness is the key to unlock the door and say you're free, honey. I love this. So I wanted
1: to just uh, bring this up as well. One of the things that I have found, this is why I start with self-forgiveness, right? Is because so often we want to fix other people as the humans, right? As human, as we walk around this earth, it's, it's the projection of, I want to fix them. And what I t- wrote about in my book, this is why I love this. What I wrote about in my book is that when you attempt to fix another person, you're robbing them of the lessons that there that are there for them to learn right don't rob them of their journey this is for them to take care of right and then when we can come home and go back to our heart which is exactly what I talk about to drop into your heart call it dropping in drop into your heart love you that gives us the ability to understand us as a human on that human level and also release those people prior to us that have been in our lives, perhaps, you know, created pain in our lives or have our parents, for example, they were doing the best that they could. Right. And it allows them, it allows us to see them as more human as well. It's such exactly. a beautiful journey.
0: And and the other thing is that um, taking moments to, because each moment is very different, mm-hmm. you know, and and really, you know, being present with yourself to ask and say, what do I need right now? Spirit is very specific. And I have this book I want to show everybody. It's called Agapis Prayers. And I, I recommend everybody get a book and you put Agapi's Wishes, Sarah's dreams, Sarah's wishes, Sarah's thoughts, Sarah's wisdoms. It doesn't matter. And you take a pen you love. I have my beautiful, you know, red pen here mm. that gave me as a present. Uh, it's a Mont Blanc, actually, which, which I love. Mm. And you can take just a good old felt pen and and you write, Spirit speak to me, and spirit my right now, right now, what do I need? And you know one day, spirit said to me, "Go to the cleaners and take your jacket that has a spot. You need to get that jacket clean. I mean, I went to the cleaners, and then at the cleaners, I ran into a friend that I had not seen in years. <laughs> you know that that really wanted my book and said oh my god i've been hearing about your book and then we went to a bookstore together bought her my book which was close to the cleaners that was in la and signed it for her now spirit said go to the cleaners right <laughs> knew there was something going to happen at the cleaners so oh. we said this voice, i said what do you do what do i do now nothing look look up how many times i'm sure you are so accustomed to this you go, look, I mean, I'm looking outside my window now. It is gorgeous. The sun, the atmosphere. Do you know right now we are on this planet Earth that is revolving around the sun? Do you know that you are static, I'm static, but the Earth, let's tune into that. Look.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In
0: movement. So, going to expand your consciousness. Which you do in nature. But I want you, my friends who are listening, to do it while you are sitting or driving. Well, don't close your eyes if you're driving. (laughs) And I'm going to read you this poem, which I love. It's called Living with a Sense of Timelessness. Mm. Dear beloved, I feel the pressure and the panic of time going by. This is chapter This is uh, chapter 50, page 309. I feel that I don't even have time to have a moment with you. Inside my head, I hear these words all the time. I don't have enough time. There is no time. Where did the time go? My heart longs to experience a sense of timelessness, to be above time. To know that in the constraints of my mind and the physical world, I can still attune to the universal clock that has a rhythm, a space, like the river of life, that flows and knows its direction. I ask now that I may open my mind to know the timelessness of my existence. Listen to this. The timelessness of my existence. In the midst of my doings, my actions, my to-do lists, and all the demand of my life, I ask that I move into the rhythm that the universe has so brilliantly and intelligently constructed. Just as the planets turn on this axis in their own time, may I become connected to the divine timing of my life. Like my cells that have their own life force in constant motion, yet never hectic. 36 trillion cells that make my body, that give me life right now, right this minute. They have come together beyond my ego, beyond my personality, beyond my angst, beyond anything. It is the life force I bow to that. I have reverence for that. I ask that I too tap into the source of knowing that as I slow down, I will move into the perfect pace of my life, letting go of the pressure, the overwhelming feelings that deplete me and the uncertainty. I ask that the peace that reigns over all things be reinstated in me right now. I call it forward and I allow it to supersede my thoughts and emotions and overtake me as I become more of an observer and less of a warrior. I am grateful for allowing this in my life. I am grateful to know that there is another way. I ask that day by day I am redirected to move into the natural flow of my spirit. I thank you. I love you. I
2: receive. I receive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. And I let myself breathe, live, exhale, and experience my oneness with my spirit. We should
0: all come together and meditate. <laughs> and that's it. You know,
1: I could feel Mama Moon literally from two nights ago, just flooding me. Wow. It took me right back there. It took me right, which you took me, this book took me there, your words, the the vessel of which whom you are, because it was that morning that I sat down under that camp, next to that campfire and opened it up and went, Okay. these anxieties
0: are not mine. you want to read that prayer do we have time let's do it if you have time i have time you should read it my darling uh sweetness of doing that chapter four right
1: yep chapter four let's oh please
0: you read it oh thank you i would love to read it i love my prayers being Mm. read
1: I love you, Sarah. I love you. I love you. I cannot wait to meet you in person and hug a long, long hug. (laughs) Okay, this is the prayer Dear beloved, I now ask to be gifted rest. I ask to know the power of pausing in my life. I ask to be able to give myself permission and know that I have a right to rest a right to wonder, a right to daydream, a right to let myself be, to do nothing but let my consciousness drift so I may see and receive the blessings that are there for me. I dream and I ask for the feeling of a lazy summer afternoon, lying in the grass, looking at the sky, seeing the clouds go by, listening to the birds, and wondering at the majesty of the trees who have been there before me and will be there long after I am gone. And I ask myself, when was the last time I ever did that and felt the presence in the summer breeze yielded to your touch? Why am I so consumed by constant doings and fixings, by the management of my daily affairs?
2: So much of that robs me of my joy and rest. I feel like I may miss this or that, or even more,
1: that I will be forgotten and left behind if I do not catch up and participate in the human race. Help me believe that with the calm that comes with rest, I will arrive exactly where
2: I need to be at the perfect time. So now I bring myself to you. And I ask with all my heart,
1: show me how to do nothing, how to be calm in the face of the hustle and bustle of our world and gift myself the grace of rest, knowing that the truth of who I am
2: and the sweetness of my soul lies in that space of rest. So be it. Oh my God, I love it how you read it. I just love you. the word the sentence that the
1: sentence that came to me so clearly through that day was, I will ro- arrive. I will arrive exactly where I need to be at the perfect time. Yes. because there was so much anxiety. And then yes. where did I land that night at four forty four p m, my angel number at the exact space that I needed to be to set up camp and watch that beautiful moon.
0: Incredible, incredible. So I want to ask um, our listeners a couple of things. One is I want to give everybody my email, and I send out guided meditations from my book before and some audio prayers. You can download the book, by the way, on audio as well, because it's my voice and my prayers that I read in the audio. So it's agapi, A-G-A-P-I, at unbinding Theheart.com, unbindingtheheart.com, and my website is wakeuptothejoyofyou.com, and there I have a lot of podcasts, a lot of talks, and then my my uh, Instagram that you can also follow me is Agapi sees A G A P I S E E S, so it's at Agapi sees, and of course you know LinkedIn and Facebook and everything, but I'm very active, posting inspirational things you know, audios of meditations, prayers. So, and this um, book, when you get it, which I hope you all will, Mm -hmm. keep it by your bedside. Mm -hmm. Any chapter, this is not a linear book. Mm -hmm. Anything from, I love this, you know, other, I mean, there's so many prayers. There is one that I absolutely adore, which is reviving your enthusiasm for each new day. Mm -hmm. And it's really about how can I bring this day is new? You're being breathed. Finding the extraordinary in the ordinary, the courage to give all parts of yourself a voice, to thine own self be true. You're never really abandoned. Become you, the greatest accomplishment. The God diet is about can I be happy after divorce? Yes, you can. (laughs) I will tell you. Oh, forgiveness—the greatest gift of all. Gratitude—the gift of praying for others. Finding your people if you're lonely. If you're lonely, people suffer from loneliness more than anything. Loneliness is really separation from God. You have separated from Spirit, from God. How do you find that? You start to write. You start to converse. Who do I talk to? You talk to yourself, your high self. That's who you talk to. That is your high self, your soul is right there or you wouldn't be alive. As right. my mother used to say, talk to your life force. Yeah. Talk to your 36 trillion cells that are making you. Right now, talk to them. They wanna talk back. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to my friend, but she brought me down. Well, don't talk to that friend. Talk to yourself, talk That's to yourself, yourself. <laughs> you know. So I because, a lot. <laughs> you know, people have their stuff,
2: mm-hmm. but the
0: in you is clear and loving, and it is awesome.
2: Yeah. Get
0: to know it, get to know you. Yeah. So it is on the left hand is your humanness with all the debris of what it takes to be a body, a mind, a soul here on this planet. On the right hand is your clear spirit, absolutely divine energy. You merge them, and the and the bridge is prayer. I said, you know, this is turning on your Wi-Fi and the password is prayer and prayer be beyond denomination. You know, you, it is the reverence as we talked about to that essence of who you are to that silence of who you are. Yes. So you, know, you, Sarah, my darling, you, you speak about nature and, and, and your love for nature is amazing. I mean, I can't wait to read your book actually. Okay. And, and, walk the path with you you know take me to the rivers or nature i'm not a nature girl i'm a city girl so i would love to learn from you that you know
2: that's my spiritual space too that's
1: where i go and pray all the time angel landing last night yesterday i was on top of angels landing in zion and i stated my mom's favorite prayer which is angel of god
0: wow that's amazing so we are connected and I'm saying this to everybody who is listening, you know, as I said, send me an email, agapi at unbindingtheheart.com. I will send you my meditations, but we are here to help each other learn from our experiences. We're here to pass it on, you know, pass it on. Sarah and I are now passing it on to you. You pass it on to your children, to your friends, lift each other. That's all we have. We All we have is today. Right. All we have is this. So today, make that commitment that you pass it on. You'll come closer to you today. A little micro step to get closer to you. Yes.
1: Everything is in the uh, into the show notes. Go there. And uh, definitely please pass on this podcast as well, because this is how we ripple into the world and create the impact that we all deserve. Thank you for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you, my darling. Can't can't wait to meet you and I to keep talking together. And to all our listeners, have a blessed day. Go hug someone today. Yes. Let us me know. Yes. How many hugs did you get a day? We have a competition. <laughs> I love this. I love okay. this. Don't forget, you have to text me now. You're my buddy. Oh, I. This is. Uh, you know, hundred percent. hundred percent. I, I didn't hug anybody today, Sarah. You said go hug somebody right go now. Go hug somebody. <laughs> I will be here. We, we will back hold back. each other accountable. <laughs> each other in <down> hugging. <laughs> okay. I send you kisses. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
1: My friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful to have you here. I'd love to invite you over to sarahschultenkranz.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to survivor. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who may need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page. Leave a message in my comments and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you. And as I always say, I believe in you, us, always. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death